listening to Splash with Shalene Bryan. Get ready to be splashed with love and laughter to rehydrate your soul. Well, welcome to another episode of Splash. I'm Shalene Bryan here with my buddy, Barbara Cameron. Hello, everyone. Ready to splash you with a little love, laughter, and encouragement to rehydrate your soul. That's right. And my soul <laughs> got rehydrated by this guest way back in my Long young days. Long time ago, yep. I mean, the guy lives, him and his wife live 11 miles from me. Right. They actually attended my church. I talk about it in um, a little bit in uh, Love Skip Jump, my right. first book, but I wrote a chapter about this guy and his you wife. You meet on the plane sitting next to each other. Yeah. I sit on a plane <laughs> next to a guy who, because Bryce got sick, That's right. couldn't go, That's right. so I'm in the freaking middle seat, which I hated anyway, and then I get sit next to this champion of the faith right. that lives 11 miles from me. Isn't that amazing? I'm going to share this story, yeah. you guys. You yeah. got to lean in. But please welcome to the Splash Zone, the CEO and founder of Children's Hunger Fund, Dave Phillips. Dave's live in the studio. He's all red. Thank you both. It's great to be here. (laughs) And he's just going to drop the mic now. What have I gotten into? (laughs) Yeah, he was like, I thought it was a splash zone, not a tidal wave, Shalene. Like, what are you doing? No, you guys, Uh, this is such an exciting episode. And for you moms, home with your kids, pulling your freaking hair out with COVID-19, because you now have become a doctor, a teacher, a chef, a maid, um... Uh, whatever you need to be for your husband. Don't forget that. Um, it's tiring. Yeah. But I think one of the things that Dave cares about so deeply in his love, him and his wife, their love for children mm-hmm. and why they founded the organization Children's Hunger Fund, is that they also care that your children are growing spiritually. That's right. So it's super excited mm-hmm. to unpack ways at home right now with the COVID-19 thing going down. Mm-hmm. For all of us yep. are affected everywhere in the world. What are some things that we can do spiritually for our kids to continue to shepherd their heart? That's right. And Dave has some really cool ways that we're going to talk about. Um, So lean in, tell your friends to hop on and listen to this episode to go through. He has this amazing poverty encounter Mm. at their facility. Well, you're going to get to do a virtual poverty encounter and actually witness some trash dumps and things where Mm COVID-19 is right here in America Mm -hmm. and walk your child through it. It's going to go live this Friday. So it's going to be exciting. But first, Dave, let's back up. Yep. Way Um, up. Yeah. Way back. Way back. Yeah. Way in the nineties, people. Can we just get a little music going? (laughs) TLC. Okay. Um, I'm on this plane. I'm flying to Africa with a totally different group Mm -hmm. and he's going to Africa because he's the founder of Children's Hunger Fund and they actually feed kids. It's like a legit thing. Mm-hmm. And you were going to see if they really did. I'm going to see if the kid I sponsored was real. But I didn't tell Dave that because I just met him on a plane for 24 hours. Um, it's crazy when I got to hear your story. And I write, I mean, I ended up writing about a chapter of it. Can you spell that? Um, but can you let our listeners know how CHF was birthed? Because this is a story that is never old. Right. I mean, mm. it's God's goodness. And I believe right now during this pandemic that people need to really be listening closely, especially if you call yourself a follower of Jesus, that this is your 40 days up on the mountain and who knows what Ten Commandments you're going to come down with like Moses did, or you can miss the whole thing. You can right. just miss this whole moment and just stay in the pity party and your life sucks and you're not having income and nothing's happening and is God going to provide and what's going to go on? Or you can listen and a miracle like what happened to Dave and Lynn can be birthed out of a situation like this. Mm-hmm. 
but tell the story about this cancer drug that you mm. get a call. You're just starting this organization. You and Lynn are super young out of your garage or something, right? Yep. And share the story. It's amazing. Yeah, maybe the, the starting point is I, uh, I'm a been a Southern California resident my whole life, born and raised in, in SoCal. Uh, grew up in a Christian home that was very missions-minded, uh, but went off to college pursuing international banking. Uh, really felt that my call for the kingdom, I would be the guy that write the big checks. You right. know, that was my where my heart was at. And God had a different plan. Um, just kind of redirected my life after uh, college. I went down to Honduras for a short-term missions trip. Lasted a couple weeks. And during that time, I went into this uh, cancer treatment facility for kids. Basically, there's one pediatric hospital in the capital city that serves the whole country. So any child that has a need for chemo or radiation treatments, they bring them to this pediatric hospital. Mm -hmm. And then once the hospital cares for them and they're deemed terminal, there's nothing more they can do. They were brought to this little uh, home that was adjacent to the hospital, a little three-bedroom uh, home that was run by a missionary couple. And uh, when I went through that facility, God just broke my heart. Uh, it was the first time I'd really experienced uh, the impact of poverty and mm -hmm. suffering. Uh, there were about uh, 60 children there that day, and uh, they had all been treated with, with chemo. So they mm -hmm. thin, frail, mm -hmm. lost their hair. Mm -hmm. They had a few days left to live, and this couple was just loving on them, trying to share Christ with them in the last few days they had to live. And I, I, I left that facility, flew back to Los Angeles, convinced I was going to move down to Honduras and become an advocate for this facility. And I was just out of school. I was single, had no ties, uh, met with my pastors some other people I respected. And they basically said, you know, maybe God's put a bigger vision on your heart than just these kids and you're being reactive. So stay in the state, see what God does with that. So I did. Changed my career path. Um, I started working uh, to provide uh, food for inner city kids down in South Central Los Angeles. I did that for a period of time, about five, six years. I got married halfway through that. Uh, but I couldn't get the images of these kids out of my head during that whole period. So we're in about our second year of marriage. This is the summer of 1991. Uh, and uh, I came home on a Friday and told my wife, Lynn, I'm going to quit my job and I got to do something different. And we were just about to buy a home, start a family, do the things that young couples mm -hmm. do. And the summer of 91 was the start of a recession. Right. So horrible mm -hmm. time to be thinking about any kind of changes. <laughs> and so Lynn just said, what do you want to, what are you going to do? And I said, I don't know. Really bad answer. You know, I, 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 <laughs> For a new wife. I, I, I just said, I don't know, but <laughs> I'm going to be a rock star. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to go on the road in a band. <laughs> I'm just, I'm just not at peace. And I feel like mm -hmm. God has more for our lives. And Lynn was great. She goes, let's just go away this weekend and pray about what it is our God has put in our heart and what's our passions. Yeah. And so we came out of that weekend just convinced that God wanted us to use our lives to reach the next generation for Christ, focusing on suffering kids, um, and felt that the vehicle to do that was to create a nonprofit that would uh, channel the resources from corporate America to the local church globally uh, for churches that were in poor communities and had large populations of needy children. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of how we started. So uh, it was a huge faith step. I'm not, there's not time to talk about our journey, but um, we, we prayerfully decided we were going to uh, take this step. So just before uh, we had just gotten incorporated, but really hadn't had any programs yet, and I, I get a phone call from this director down in Honduras that runs this little 
cancer facility. And he said, Dave, we just got these seven kids in that have cancer. And if we don't get this one particular cancer drug, these kids are going to die. And I remember telling him, I don't know anything about cancer drugs. I'm not a physician. I didn't know where to go get them. Uh, (laughs) So I asked him the name of the drug. And I remember it was a word about 20 letters long I couldn't (laughs) pronounce. And so I wrote it down on a piece of paper Mm -hmm. and we prayed together. And I said, I try to find this drug. And, um, so anyway, I hang up the phone, and back then you actually had to hang up the phone on a receiver. <laughs> and the, the receiver was still in my hand, and the phone rings again. And I pick it up, and there's this guy on the other end of the phone with a company back east and said, Dave, we've got this really unusual donation. And I said, what is it? And he goes, it's a cancer drug for kids. Shut up. Oh exactly. It just gives me the chills. Oh, like every time I'm like, what? right here. <laughs> And I, I said, well, what's the name of the drug? And he tells me the name and it matches identically oh. what's on this piece of paper. And he goes on to say, Dave, this is a huge donation. We have like 48,000 vials of this Stop. drug. Um, <laughs> street value, it's worth about $8 million. Oh and, my gosh. And so this guy goes on to say, if you can accept, if you can place it in children's hospitals and facilities around the world, we'll airlift it anywhere at our expense. That's how committed we are to getting this out to help kids with cancer. And uh, we spent the next two days, I called every Christian medical mission I knew of. I looked up many, there was an internet back then. I right. went to the phone book and tried yeah. to find other- Old school. Yeah, other other places to place it. But God placed that drug in 20 countries. Mm. And what God taught me and Lynn through that process, I can't put into words. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, what it did for our faith, um, it was incredible. God just, um, demonstrates that when you take a step of faith, it doesn't matter what that step is. And if God's in the vision, that he undergirds that vision. He doesn't mm. cut you off at the knees mm-hmm. and, and or walk you off the plank and let the sharks devour you. He yeah. actually undergirds that vision. And that's what he did for us. Mm-hmm. But the biggest thing he did for me is, I think he taught me so graciously right at the start that for Children's Hunger Fund, maybe it was never even about these kids in Honduras, that God had a global vision Mm. for CHF. And if I would just trust him, stay out of his way, let him lead, that God had a much bigger vision than I did. And that that experience happened, gosh, that was uh, almost, was it 30 years ago, 29 years ago. Mm. And the journey that God's had us on these almost 29 years, um, CHF is really the story of God's faithfulness and how God executes his plan and does his work. Um, and we just get to be a part of witnessing it. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of been the CHF story. So uh, yeah. I, I know that that story impacted you years ago. So it still does. It still I've does. seen yeah. it again and I'm, I'm just freaking out. And yeah. I got the 24-hour version, everybody, because I was on the flight. I mean, there's so much more of God's fingerprints and him shifting the atmosphere in your and Lynn's life to really press hard. And I I can't imagine that people aren't hearing from God right now during this time mm-hmm. when we are actually getting an opportunity to eliminate hurry from our life. Mm-hmm. And what you have to offer our listeners right now, I just, I'm like, we got to have Dave in the splash zone, mm-hmm. buddy. We got to let him share about this virtual coin pack. And mm-hmm. you've done this at VBSs across the country in the in the past. Mm-hmm. But what an amazing thing for all you moms listening all over the world. I mean, I know we yes. have listeners in Germany in and Australia. in Australia mm-hmm. and in Canada. This is something that you can implement right now 
with your kids because God's afforded us technology. It's pretty cool that through COVID-19 right now, we have opportunity to do Zoom calls or you can do actually go through your poverty encounter at CHF with your children and remember to shepherd their heart. Because let me tell you, the people that are hurting that are listening right now, your children are watching. And we need to remind them, if we're Christians, parents, that God's our provider. And he who gives to the poor will lack nothing. But those who close their eyes to poverty will be cursed. Mm -hmm. And this is why this has become my life mission after meeting Dave. It's Mm -hmm. like, I could not see the things I saw in Africa back in 2003 and come back and just be the same girl that I was, just so material. And um, I want to write the big checks, like you were saying. And I want to do those things instead of seeing what really God's plan was for my life. You know, what what was he really wanting me to see and do with that information? And it's funny because I kind of wanted to move after I saw the stuff in Africa. Your feeling is, okay, Bryce, kids, we're all moving to Uganda. <laughs> we're just going to live here. And yet God's like, actually, Shalene, I have a little big, bigger vision for you. And I would have never thought that back in 2003 to now. So seeing what God did with you and Lynn and your sons who are amazing mm-hmm. and watching them serve. And when COVID's over, everyone listening has got to go and do a volunteer day at CHF mm-hmm. if you live in California or just fly out here and go do it. It's so worth it mm-hmm. and go through the poverty encounter. But here is something right now, because I think parents feel the pressure of not only school, but how do I continue to keep spiritually when I can't let my kids go to Sunday school, they're not going to Awanas, they're not involved in the normal activities or Bible studies or youth groups. How do I keep protecting and guarding their hearts? It's a wellspring of life spiritually. And Dave has the answer. Mm. So Dave, wait to hear share it. about this virtual <laughs> pack. Okay. It's amazing. Yeah. Let me take you back about a month ago. Okay. Uh, so a month ago when uh, the sheltering at home period started, we, we have three large distribution centers, uh, two in Texas and one here in Southern California, where every year we have upwards of 40,000 volunteers that come in and help us pack food It's pack, amazing. That it's help amazing. us pack food packs to give out to churches that are then home delivered to families in need. And it's that relational element to where Christ is shared and the the gospel mm-hmm. is advanced. And so those boxes go all over the world. And um, so we had families, uh, parents started calling us. Uh, they were sheltering at home and they're like, man, we usually come down and volunteer. We got our kids home now unexpectedly. They're driving us nuts. You know, <laughs> what is it that we can do? Is there anything, mm-hmm. any resources you can give us that would help us while we shelter at home? Because we want to educate our kids. We want to, we want to teach them a heart to serve. You know, right. what do you have? And so we realized that we had a resource available that we weren't making available on a on a broad scale. And so four years ago, we started creating. A, a missions, a daily missions moment, uh, a short three to five minute video that was used um, in conjunction with uh, vacation Bible school programs across America. And so it's a five day series, Monday through Friday. Uh, each day, you, uh, the children would watch this short video that uh, they're really fun. They're they're mm-hmm. professionally made. I love VBS. Like um, yeah, anything. They they introduce the uh, the viewer to a child that lives in poverty. Now, sometimes that it introduces them to a kid that lives, that lives here in the U.S., but more often it's in different locations around the world. Mm-hmm. And so it's a five-day experience to get uh, a child to understand, to have their eyes open that there's a world of need out there. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't just 
create a scenario where that child gets overwhelmed, but it's a chance for them to be part of the solution. And so we've made these available, uh, these videos online uh, uh, on our website, but there's a service component to it. So basically what, what, is, what it's designed to do is to have parents view each day, view that video with their child, but then the child can go onto our website and download an actual little coin bank. Uh, it's so a little cool. paper coin bank that we call uh, a, a coin pack. And it's a, a miniature model of our food pack box that we give out to churches all over the world. And then uh, a young child can also go on our website and download and print out virtual quarters. And the quarter is significant because through our, fo- our food pack program, 25 cents provides a meal for a child. Wow. Uh, this last year, we distributed over 40 million meals all over the world through our food pack Crazy. program. Hmm. And so what a child can do is they can work with their parents and say, look, I want to help provide a meal for a child. Are there chores that I can do at home <laughs> to earn quarters? So this is, a, this is such a great two-way mm, experience. It allows a parent to engage their child and say, yes, there are things you can do at home. Yes. And I am willing to uh, contribute a quarter to that. Uh, but you're, it's such a great teaching element. Absolutely. But the amazing thing is kids get it. Mm-hmm. You know, when you put this kind of information in front of a child and when you tell a, a child that for 25 cents, you can provide a meal for another child, mm-hmm. a child you'll never meet, mm-hmm. that's an incredible experience. And we've done this yeah. the last four summers through VBS, and it'll stagger you to know that thousands of kids all over the U.S. have collected quarters to the extent that we just crossed the 10 million meal mark. So 10 million quarters. Can you believe that? have been collected. Um, Don't mess with children. That's why Jesus goes, let the little children come to me. 10 million quarters. Yeah. Try to get your hands around that. That's over like $2 million. I suck at math. That's $2.5 million. $2.5 million in quarters. There's probably quarters in your car right now. Go have your (laughs) kids clean your car. You're going to wash the car, Billy, and you're going to find quarters dropped on the ground in your car. And that saves a life. But the videos, which are so helpful for a mom Mm. at home right now or a dad with their Mm. kids, that... Monday through Friday, you can put on a video and identify with a child, go on the website, which we'll have on our Instagram, childrenshungerfund.org, and you can literally start your own virtual pack and then have a child that your child, maybe their same age mm-hmm. or or older or younger, and that they can do something around the house today while everybody's locked in right. anyway. and. Keep a kid alive, fed, and in school, but not to mention moms. Mm. Train up a child in the way they should go, and when they are older, they won't depart from it. If we want to have children that are going to live biblically, we have to get, show it to them, not just preach at them. More is caught than taught. Action is More, what children right. need to see. You know, with what we're experiencing through this time in the U.S., um, some of us are have been impacted very uh, directly by COVID-19. Many have lost jobs, some have Mm -hmm. lost loved ones, and and I'm sensitive to that. But for most of us, it's just been an inconvenience. Mm -hmm. And that's not true internationally. Uh, We work with hundreds of pastors in 24 developing countries. Many of them are coming to us and saying, look, this is so serious because we're all on lockdown. Uh, In the poor slums and villages, the only source of food is the open market. The open markets are closed. You've been there. You've seen it. it. It's a barter and trade Mm -hmm. society. Those things are shut down. And these pastors are concerned that these families, particularly young kids and the elderly, are going to starve to death. Mm. So when you think about that in the context of 25 cents provides a meal for a child, 
um, kids get that. Mm -hmm. uh, the other thing that it's done for our culture at CHF, for our staff, when we do budgeting now, yeah. we no longer budget in terms of dollars. We budget in terms of quarters or meals. So and, great. And we ask ourselves, hey, if that's going to cost us 4,000 meals, do we really need to do it? Mm. And, and it's incredible how it's changed the stewardship element mm. uh, of, mm. of the CHF family. Uh, and, it, and it's a great way to think, uh, to change your thinking from, from a dollar to a quarter yeah. mm -hmm. or from 25 cents to think about in terms of a meal. And it really causes you to really think twice about the blessings that we have. That's right. Even in this time of crisis, right. we're still blessed. Mm -hmm. We still have a quarter. That's right. We do. <laughs> so I'm just saying, it's it's so humbling. Mm -hmm. And it just brings all those scriptures to my mind, even Matthew 25, when I was hungry, you gave me something to eat. And it's like, are we really hungry? Are you hearing about anyone on the news in America that is starving to death? No, we're not. Yes, have people died from this virus? It's terrible. Mm -hmm. um, are we are we shut in right now and maybe not able to make the income we're used to making? Yes. But in these countries that you're talking about, I've gotten to hand out food packs. You, buddy, mm -hmm. have gotten mm -hmm. to hand out food mm -hmm. packs. And you see how valuable when you really need food because you're starving to death, mm -hmm. that you, the gospel is present. Mm -hmm. You're able to, like you said, have that personal connection. Right. Like when we were in Peru too. Remember in 07, Dave, it was all of you guys. Bryce actually got to go with me mm -hmm. on that one. We went to Peru and the men are just missing Talk about moms on shutdown in COVID and don't even have a husband at home. You know, it's hard. It's just these yeah. times are so hard and they can't get access to food, clean water, and you're the answer. Yeah. Right here, 1% of the world lives the way we do. I mean, the reality is, is if you slept in a bed last night and had a roof over your head and you keep food in a refrigerator like I do, we are richer than 75% of the entire world population. Yet we run around saying we're broke. And that was before COVID-19. Right. When really we're overfed and unconcerned and we need to skip that. And I think this is such a beautiful way to come alongside your children as a family and not only shepherd their heart, but care about their spiritual growth during this time. Because kids are scared and they want to know what's going on. And it's important for them to see how blessed they are. They're the 1% that live here and that by picking up you know, the trash or emptying the dishwasher or washing mom's car or feeding the dog or, you know, doing all the toilets in the house, that you can earn a quarter to keep a little boy or girl alive, fed, who's in COVID right now in another country. Yeah, I think it's a great idea. I mean, just learning about it just now and the it's, visual that I have of the tour and, and, um, and the parents at home and teaching the children. I mean, I'm thinking about Melissa and her kids. I mean, they have such servants' hearts. And when they lived here, they would come to CHF. Mm -hmm. All the time. Every Christmas they would come, and it was one of the highlights of, of Melissa to take her children mm -hmm. to serve. And they do serve in Virginia. Um, mm. But, um, yeah, I, this is a wonderful, wonderful idea, Dave. And I feel that moms right now, the one thing that they're missing because their kids can't be involved in sports right. the same way, they can't get to youth groups the same way, and it's kind of the burdens falling on them. Well, yes, mm -hmm. it is because God entrusted these children to us. But look at the parents that are going to learn from this also. I know. Not just the mm -hmm. children. It's I true. mean, the parents are going to see something uh, through this also. So. Uh, it's wonderful. Yeah, it's a great tool for parents to almost use it as a devotional mm -hmm. every day. And uh, I would encourage the listeners out there to share this information with your children's pastor at your church mm -hmm. uh, or with yeah, your pastor or, and get it out there 
on the social networks because uh, it's a free resource. And again, I, I don't know of a better time where we're all been forced to slow mm-hmm. down and That's pause. Right. Um, what a great opportunity for us to reassess our priorities and to teach our children to have those those correct priorities as well. Yeah, 100%. eliminate hurry. Yes, the and ruthless serve. elimination of hurry. Yeah. And now we can serve and be present mm-hmm. and also go through. You're going to love the videos too. I know. You know what I mean? I can't go wait through to go it watch and be reminded <laughs> and start. Yeah. Adding those quarters up to That's save right. these kids' lives. Dave, tell me for you now as an organization, what is the impact that you're feeling with COVID? Um, because the need obviously doesn't stop for you guys. And yet people are kind of holding on to their money like God's not the provider. So what what's some wisdom you could share with us? Hmm. Um, yeah, let me just share what the last six weeks has been like. Um, I, I think I started to sense a couple months ago that um, this was going to get get bad and it's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. Um, one of the things that we did initially is we went to our very top donors and asked them to consider being generous at a time when it's really hard to be generous. Yeah. Um, you know, the stock market was, you know, crashing and, uh, you know, it, the tendency there is to recoil. Mm-hmm. and hold on and not knowing how bad things are going to get. But we've been blessed. We've had a handful of donors uh, back in early March that responded in a very generous way. And it put us in a position, an, at least in the short term, where we we didn't have to do layoffs. Um, and mm-hmm. I, my prayer from the start was, Lord, don't just um, put us in a position where uh, we have to limp through this. Um, but Lord, if it was possible, could you position us to be generous? And the last 30 days have been incredible. Um, The first two weeks when we were all sheltering at home, the whole supply chain for food shut down. Wow. Everything that was available was going to the retailers because everybody was going to Costco and and hoarding and and doing what we were doing as a a culture. Um, So even short-dated food that would normally be donated, that wasn't available. That was was being stocked on the stores and it was going out the the back door the same day. And so every one of our food suppliers were like, we got nothing, you know, and it could be weeks before we have anything. Mm. And I would say in the last three weeks, that has changed. Um, uh, from, the, from the supply side, um, in the last three weeks, we've given out almost 3 million pounds of food. Wow. Domestically. Wow. Um, in we, the U.S.? In the U.S. Wow. Three million pounds of food. Uh, currently this week, we, we have, try to, try to imagine this, 1,500 pallets of food has been offered to us this week. Okay, so what's a pallet? A pallet. Uh, yeah, I've seen them in the warehouse, but share with our listeners. Yeah. A pallet is a, a, a four by four foot board that has food on it that weighs about 2,000 pounds. So 1,500 pallets would be the equivalent of about 80 semi-loads of food, if you can picture a truckload. So there's that much food available to us just this week. And we've been told by some of our food suppliers to expect those kind of quantities for several weeks because most of that would have been going to the restaurants or to other... Oh, that's right. I didn't wow. even think of so, that. So no one's thinking about the fresh food supply chain. Um, 
Wow. They're, it's, av- it's now becoming available. And by God's grace to us, we're, we're getting access to it. Hmm. And so it's allowed us to be generous, not just here in Los Angeles, but we've got truckloads that we're shipping to the Midwest. We've got truckloads going to the Southwest that we're going to hmm. be able to share uh, in time all over the country and really expand our distribution network to as many states as possible. So domestically, that's what's happening. Um, internationally, um, it's going to get much worse uh, in the weeks ahead. Uh, again, we're, we have 60 networks of churches in 24 developing countries, and we've been reaching out to each of our church networks, and they're all saying the same thing. Um, there's food available, but nobody has the funds to, to, to pay for it. Uh, even if it was available in the cities. Mm-hmm. So like the, uh, I remember talking to our pastor in Albania, one of the poorest countries in Eastern Europe, and they said the shelves are stocked, but nobody's working, nobody has money, nobody can buy anything. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're working with them to send emergency food grants where they're now going buying food and they're assembling their own food packs. And mm-hmm. they've expanded from serving, you know, normally maybe 80 families a, a week to now they're serving hundreds and it's it's been such a great opportunity for the gospel. Right. Mm-hmm. I, I, think, I think that's what we don't want to miss in this mm-hmm. is that there's never been a time in our history where the entire, entire world has hit the pause button. Mm-hmm. And they're now being forced to think about what is the, where is their foundation? What is the mm-hmm. source of their security? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. They always thought their security was their health and their, their bank account. And their bank account. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now that's been fractured. Mm-hmm. And so what a great opportunity to come in and, and help them understand there is only one true hope. Mm. And that's a personal relationship with Jesus who mm. loves them and wants to meet right. them at their point of need. Amen. So I, I would just share, I think one of our greatest prayer requests is that um, people would re- continue to be generous mm-hmm. to the, to those that are able to be generous um, because the global needs are overwhelming. And it's not only an opportunity for the church to share the gospel, but it's a chance for them to come in and, and provide literally life-sustaining supplies right. physically so that then they can minister the most important message, which is the spiritual element of where do they stand in terms of their eternity. Mm-hmm. And uh, so God is giving opportunity like we've never experienced. Wow. Um, and for our staff to witness what God is doing has been such a faith journey for them. Uh, I, I remember as a few weeks ago, we had some emergency grants that were requested from our international partners, and we weren't sure we had the money. And so we made a decision on faith. We're going to going to send this money out. And we sent the wires. And 10 minutes later, we got a call from a donor that said, I want to give this amount. And it matched <laughs> what, what we amount. just sent out. How do you spell that? Yeah. D-O-L-L-A-R-S, <laughs> dollars. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, God's, God's been really good. Um, you know, the, the future is uncertain. But mm-hmm. if you have the foundation of faith that mm-hmm. that God is who he is, and you understand his sovereignty, and you understand his master plan, you can rest in that. Yeah, mm-hmm. And uh, it doesn't matter what the future holds. It's an opportunity for us to come together as the body of Christ and to be his hands and feet. Mm-hmm. And we can't miss that. That's We've right. got to do that in this time. So strong We've got to be bold. Mm-hmm. So good, Dave. Yeah. It's so good. When you say that that amount of food and the pallets that are going through um, the country right now in the U.S., is that through churches? 
Yes. So that's even more reason you listening right now when Dave said, share this with your pastors. Mm-hmm. Share Children's Hunger Fund. If that's the one big thing you do, um, share this with your home and share it with your pastor at your church so that they can connect with Dave at CHF. Um it would be so powerful because this food could be coming to your church and then you could be the hands and feet to the neighbor, the neighborhood, the community where God says mm-hmm. to love our neighbors. And that's the most loving thing we could be doing. That's right. And we all have a TMZ around us, 30 mile zone of churches <sighs> that we could be contacting. And it's mm. so powerful to just get on the internet right now and look at the, the churches in your area and allow them to know about this opportunity to receive food and um, for their children's programs to let their uh, families and their church know about Children's Hunger Fund so they can get involved with this virtual Mm -hmm. coin pack and kids can identify with another child somewhere in the world, which is Mm -hmm. unbelievable. Dave, I know you're so, so busy. Like I can't even (laughs) believe we got you in here when I'm hearing about everything you're doing. I'm like, 40 million of food here. And I mean, it's... It's. I'm so That's glad you're great. in charge of that because um, that just overwhelms me. You and Lynn can run with that. Yeah, but- just, just a couple closing thoughts. Yes. Um, again, I think it's important for you to understand that every box of food that we give out uh, goes to a, a gospel-centered church that's been trained to uh, to use the food in a biblical way mm-hmm. uh, to understand why we care for the poor. Uh, that most uh, churches that give food away, when you ask them why they do it, it's because it's the right thing to do or it's what Jesus Mm. would want us to do, but they don't understand the biblical why. And so everything that we do is designed to build a relationship with a poor family or child in need so that they can come to Christ and they can become active in a local fellowship where they can grow in their newfound faith. Mm. And that's foundational to what we do. Um, I'd also like to encourage them to check out the virtual tours, yes. you know, for yep. Poverty Encounter, if there's yes. a moment to talk about that. Yeah, let's do. Poverty Encounter, tell them. It's like a Disneyland at mm. his warehouse. Mm. It's unbelievable. But since we can't go to the physical warehouse right now because of COVID, share what they can do um, with the Poverty Encounter. Yeah, so at our headquarters in Los Angeles, uh, a little over a year ago, we opened up a 20,000-square-foot exhibit. It's called Poverty Encounter. It's an immersive experience on global poverty. Uh, you mentioned Disney. The Imagineers at Disney helped us create right. it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's it's an incredible... No joke. <laughs> it, is, it is an incredible experience. When you walk into the lobby, it's a recreation of a terminal in an airport. And you're uh, on the tours, uh, students are told they're going to take a short flight and they're going to go meet some children that live in destinations around the world they've likely never gone to. So we actually built an airplane into the warehouse. It's a 15-passenger plane. Uh, You take a simulated flight, and then you go through four different immersive rooms. And in each room, you meet a child that lives in that environment. Uh, And then we introduce um, the fact that God is a personal God, loves the poor, and so should we. And his instrument for change in the lives of people in the poor is the local church. Mm. So it was designed to be an infomercial for the local church. Uh, One of the exhibits is a trash dump in Guatemala. You, know, you meet a little boy that uh, uh, salvages uh, things to sell uh, from the trash dump so his family can eat. You get to see where he lives in the dump. Um, and then you meet, uh, you hear his redemptive story through the process. Uh, then there's a recreation of uh, Haiti after the earthquake. And to give you an idea of how large these sets are, there's a full-size school bus in the Haiti exhibit that's, wow. that's crushed amongst mm-hmm. the rubble. And in that exhibit, we show what education is like for a child that actually is already living in poverty. And, you know, here in the States, when there's a disaster, we rebuild. But in many countries, it becomes our new normal. They're not able to rebuild. So we show what that looks like. 
Uh, we take them to the the brickyards in Nepal, where you learn mm. you learn about child labor and mm-hmm. social injustice. And then the one set that nobody ever has really seen or expected is we have a sewer scene under an Eastern European city, and we mm-hmm. we talk about the plight of orphans and street kids that live in the sewers uh, to get out of the cold of winter and how they survive uh, in those environments. And there we talk about um, uh, why are there so many orphans in the world and and how do we help? And then we take you back to the States. We, we talk about poverty at home. Uh, and then at the end, there's a call to action um, for every visitor to do something. And we focus on the 25 cents provides a meal and in the in the in the real exhibit, uh, the physical exhibit, then it ends with a thirty minute service project where they go into a volunteer center and they pack meal packs. Uh, those fifteen visitors in thirty minutes uh, uh, pack meal packs that provide five hundred meals for children. Wow! So it's a very tangible way for them to to serve and give back. Well, during COVID nineteen, this this is not available. Right. <laughs> Right. So what we've done is uh, starting on Friday, uh, every week we're going to create a new uh, online virtual tour uh, uh, featuring one of those rooms, one of those exhibits. Oh, that's awesome. So the first one that will go live this week is the trash dump. Mm-hmm. And a facilitator goes through and really tries to help the viewer understand um, how would COVID-19 impact this child that lives in the dump uh, who's already mm-hmm. poor and it, and it just challenges the viewer to really think biblically um, about what is it that God would want us to do, uh, recognizing that so many children around the world are suffering and hurting during this time. Mm-hmm. So again, it's another educational tool for a parent to use. Um, those videos are a little bit longer. Uh, there's also some supporting curriculum on the Poverty Encounter awesome. website. Well, they got well. time. The kids are just them. at home. Yeah. They've got time. But to view that one, you just go to povertyencounter.org or Perfect. you can go to, or you can go to childrenshungerfund.org and there's a link to Poverty Encounter. And we'll make sure that we put that all up on our social media mm-hmm. too when we share it. But here's some real tangible ways, Dave, that we can get involved. I think so many people mm-hmm. want to do something yep. and they want to get their children involved in doing something. And yep. here it is. It's wonderful. Just splashed wonderful. on you today. Um, and please share it. This is something that we need to share rapidly. This is a need that's immediate. It's not, sure. oh, I'll think about that and get back to you. Right. No, you don't need to think about 25 cents. I have never met a generous person that was broke. Hmm. Never. Mm-hmm. And God says, he who gives to the poor will lack nothing. And we need to educate ourselves about this during this time. And the Bible is so clear that it's important that we don't just look out for our own interest, but also the interest of others. And so getting this opportunity for you to view the poverty encounter of another child, maybe your child's age right now on another part of the world, you think about how impacted you are with COVID-19. Can you imagine mm-hmm. what a child in a third world country is affected by? Dave, so good. We want to have you back on after COVID-19, okay? I want to hear the stories of how many quarters we got. Just off of my Splash family. So thank you all for listening. Mm. Please share this information. Drop us a line, um, childrenshungerfund.org. And on that website, you can get to the Poverty Encounter. You can sign up for a virtual coin pack. And you can start making a difference, not just here in America, but around the world. Because we can. Thank you for listening and please drop us a note. We love hearing from you. And until then, keep splashing some love and food on children all around the world. Take care. Thanks for joining us today. Come splash with us at shaleenbryan.com.